It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We wrap up our conversation from the Washington football team's latest loss and also start to turn towards the future a bit as WFT nears its final game of the 2021 NFL season right now on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team, the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Met show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and on Twitter at Russellmania621 at DHarrison82 and at Locked WFT Pod. Again, thank you for making this show your first listen every day. Chris, we talked about the game yesterday. We mentioned that we're going to talk about the future of this team, starting with, honestly, how they approach this final game. But you pointed out to me as well, there's also there, there's so many layers to the future of this franchise, including some very, very important players, one of them being a fan favorite for all the right reasons in wide receiver Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I, I mean, look, there aren't many positives that you can look at, David, in this 2021 season that went horribly awry, other than Terry McLaurin, to be honest with you. And 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 his bottom line numbers are not indicative of a true number one wide receiver or a dominating player or a stud that you have to fear or anything like that. But his numbers are largely based on the lack of quality quarterback play and the lack of weapons around him due to injury and due to roster construction. Uh, And, you know, I think it's really important for us while we are going to spend so much time on who the quarterback of the future is. And this kind of goes part and parcel with Terry McLaurin's future. While we spend so much time on that. And while we wonder about what the new name of the organization will be and how they fix this and how do they get out of this quagmire You know, one of the core pieces in in every company, in every family, in every uh, team, you have to have a couple of core pieces. You have to have the foundation. And Jonathan Allen is one of them, and they took care of him. Terry McLaurin is the one on offense that hell or high water, they have to take care of. And they have to embrace and do whatever it takes to keep Terry happy and surround him with something and pieces that make him want to stay, make him want to believe in Washington, and make him want to sign a long-term contract. And I I don't know about you, I'm already focused on that, but I was encouraged uh, by listening to a quick post-game interview on NBC Sports Washington on Sunday after the game uh, with J.P. Finley and Santana Moss with Terry McLaurin. And I know you have the audio Um, So can we cue that up? And then, you know, of course, we'll get your uh, thoughts on it, because I I think it struck a good tone for me. And I want to say I commend you because honestly, it has to be tough to be you. You know, I've been I've been in your shoes. I've been that receiver that had to fight and claw for everything that I got or received. And um, quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, bro, you come up with the catch. So 
I want to tell you to keep fighting strong, man. I'm not sure how the future is going to be with quarterbacks. I'm hoping they find somebody for you because we just had a talk earlier and we was like, what is this future without you if that time comes and we're trying to talk about, you know, reing you up or right. whatever, but we don't have that guy in, at him. It's going to be hard to keep a guy like you. So keep keep fighting a good What's fight, up? man, and, and keep showing those guys what it's, what it's like to be a professional, no bro, because you are true to that. I appreciate that, especially coming from you. And, um, you know, I've looked up the way you carried yourself and you played this game, especially at this great place. So I appreciate that. No doubt. All right, David, real quickly, that audio courtesy of NBC Sports Washington. I, I will just tell you why that struck a chord with me real quickly is, is not only what Terry said, you know, uh, you know, appreciating that it came from Santana Moss and talking about, you know, being in this great place and whatever. And, you know, maybe that's platitude. But in a lot of ways, Santana is exactly I, I mean, he's a feistier version of Terry McLaurin. But I covered Santana his entire, almost his entire career here, uh, and I got to know him really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, that situation almost exactly mirrors what Terry McLaurin is now about going through and about to go through if he decides to stay here long term. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I remember Santana, Santana Moss coming into the NFL, one of my favorite wide receivers and a guy that I always enjoyed watching play uh, as well as a fan at the time, not covering the sport in any type of echelon. So, so to hear those two guys converse and, and to hear the, the respect that they have for each other, I think it's well-deserved. And Terry, you know, is a very appreciative uh, young man. He's a guy that is, is going to take everything that he gets with appreciation, but he's gone out there and he's earned it. I mean, you go back to his rookie season, 919 yards receiving, then he has his first 1,000-yard receiving season uh, last year in 2020, and now he sits 40 yards away from his second consecutive 1,000-yard receiving season despite everything that he's gone through. And like Santana Moss mentioned, the quarterback situation – 58.9% uh, is his catch percentage this season. That is by far the lowest catch percentage of his career so far by over 4% uh, catch percentage. And uh, look, Terry McLaurin's got two two drops. He's been credited for two drops this season. So you kind of do the math there. His catch percentage is under 60% this season. He's only got two drops. I'm going to let you fill in the blanks there. But when you talk about moving forward towards the future, obviously Terry McLaurin needs to be a, a part of this, a part of this future for the Washington football team franchise, whatever they're going to be called moving forward. The question you now have and the question that Ron Rivera and his coach staff have to answer is, do you play him in this final game? And I'll, there's a couple of ways to look at this. One, you have the team's future, you have health and all that stuff, but you also mentioned it. You need to make this young man happy. And McLaurin is not a selfish player by any means, but he has the opportunity with 40 receiving yards, Chris, to become the first Washington wide receiver to have back-to-back thousand-yard seasons since 1996. Mm. Like that's how long it's been. He has the chance to do that right now. Terry McLaurin is the sixth leading receiver in receptions through three seasons. He has the opportunity. I want to say it's five receptions. If he gets five receptions, he becomes fifth all time through three seasons as an NFL pro passing Tyreek Hill. Now that's not going to get you a gold jacket, right? You can't say, Oh, I passed Tyreek Hill in my first three years. But that kind of shows you the path that this wide receiver is on, letting him meet those milestones, celebrating those milestones on social media and all those stuff, giving him the love or right? showing him the love. Let's go back to uh, ballers. Anybody who, who's watched ballers, Ricky Jarrett, when he was getting, you know, uh, coveted by as a free agent, what did he want? He wanted the love. Mm -hmm. This is how Washington can show the love. But this is also how a player can get hurt, hurt very seriously and then miss the very first part of next season. So it's what's the answer? And that's my only fear, but it's football and guys could get hurt in practice. They could get hurt in a meaningful game in a meaningless game. So, I, I mean, I understand the rub real quickly, putting an ice on this. Uh, I love the way you just broke it down real quickly uh, because 
there are achievable records and sustainable type history moments that may not be super important, but they are part of the resume and part of the package. And maybe what you do is you play him until he gets those, you know, certainly until he gets over a thousand. And then you say, good job, young man, you know, take care of yourself and, and, and stay healthy. And Oh, by the way, I just point out, it would be the first time that Terry McLaurin has played a complete season uh, in his three year NFL career. All right. More on that throughout the off season and obviously uh, throughout the week, but uh, David and I want to tell you guys, about an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents per gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, something the Washington football team doesn't have enough of, and get a bonus. I, I added that in, by the way. Get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Download the app again using the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back. Some people who drive a lot are making as much two to $300 a month. That's cool. And there's no catch. The cash give back goes right into your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon, other brands. Just download again the free GetUpside app right on your phone and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. That's code TOUCHDOWN. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. You can follow the pod at LockWFTPod. You can follow David at DHarrison82. You can follow me at RussellMania621. And we have a voicemail line option for you. We'd love to hear more from you guys. Crank that up, baby. Why don't we go to that voicemail line right here, right now? Hey, what's up, fellas? This is your buddy, Hogskins. It's been a minute since I left the message, man. But anyway, I just wanted to leave a message. I don't even have anything to say about this game. But it's just funny, though. You look back, you know, we lose four in a row. We win four in a row. And then we lose four in a row again. (laughs) Crazy stuff, man. But anyway, uh, you know, this last game don't even matter, I guess. I'm pretty sure most fans want them to lose, you know, get a better pick in the draft. But, um Anyway, I guess, you know, we get to look forward to, uh, what, two things, uh, seeing what quarterback we're going to get, and I guess uh, whatever the new team name is going to be. So I guess that's going to basically be the talk of, uh, you know, like the off season, I guess. So anyway, you know, it's all good, man. Ho- hopefully uh, something good come out of this. So anyway, yeah, I just want to leave a message, man. You guys take it easy. Uh, talk to you after the next game. All right, our guy Hogskins there weighing in. You can weigh in as well, like he did. 301-615-3577. 301-615-3577. And 
Uh, David, you know, that's what we're reduced to right now. Game 17, week 18 at MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants, who are somehow worse, way worse than the Washington football team, means absolutely nothing oh. in of any sort of consequence, I guess, besides what we just talked about with Terry and certainly for draft positioning. And that's the rub here is that a win hurts the Washington football team does not help the WFT. Yeah. And that's, that's always a tricky situation to be in because in, in so many other sports, I mean, you'll see it in baseball where, where teams will basically just, just, you know, put their, put their star players on the bench and, and tell them just to warm up or to, to rest up for the rest of the season or, or, or bring up a whole lot of minor league players to get get experience or the NBA will, will rest starters and all that stuff. But you're not, again, you're not putting players out there on the field or on the court uh, whatever it is you're playing on to go and experience again, a car accident or more is worth a physical punishment uh, in that game. So you can't put football players on the field and tell those football players, I don't care who it is. You can't put Tim settle in there starting in place of Jonathan Allen say, Hey Tim, we want to lose this game and expect him to go out there and take all that punishment for a loss. And the, the other side of that is there are so many, there are so few roster spots on an NFL roster. I know like basketball teams only have like 13 players, and I got all that. But when you look at, let's, let's stick with defensive tackles. You look at Tim Settle, there's only going to be, what, four, maybe five, you know, on, on a deep team that are going to be defensive tackles on an NFL roster and on a 4-3 team, maybe a little bit more. But you can't go out there and ask this guy, hey, hurt your resume, hurt your tape, go out there, play less than stellar football so we can get a better draft pick and potentially replace you. Like, that, that's basically what you're asking to do is basically give the team the opportunity to replace them. Nobody's going to do that. No human being in their right mind. Uh, is going to do that. And then you do have some of the personal, uh, you know, accolades, personal goals. I mean, Jonathan Allen is still within reach of a career high sack total for himself and, and, and capping off a, a very good successful season. So, I mean, as far as moving forward, I think there's a little mixture of, of evaluation from the coaching staff and there's a little mixture of milestones and personal achievements on this stuff. You have to balance those two things because this is a people business. And a lot of us on the outside would say, are you kidding me? Like forget the thousand yard season forget the back-to-back thousand-yard seasons and all that stuff. But that's easy to say when you're not Terry McLaurin, who literally works all year round, staying in shape, working on your hands, working on your routes, working on film, going through, again, what Santana Moss acknowledged that he's going to, going through, it's easy for us to sit back and say it's not important. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing all this stuff, that stuff is somewhat important. It's a little bit of a silver lining, a little bit of a personal victory when you can't have that team victory. And it matters moving forward because that's how you build guys who are loyal to your organization. What I'm concerned about, you know, here is, I, I mean, I, I get all the notable achievements that are potentially available and all that stuff. And, yeah. and, and that is important for guys, A, because some of them make extra money yes. in terms of, you know, incentives and perks, not to mention nope. when they go to become free agents or go to negotiate a long-term deal, you know, their agents use certain use benchmarks as, hey, this is why my client deserves X, Y, and Z, right? Yeah, so there was, you, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris. There was, there was, I want to say there was two years, Chris Godwin, who would be probably the most coveted wide receiver in the free agent market if he's allowed to hit the free agent market this year. Uh, so keep his name in mind. Um, he made more money off of end of season. adjust. The NFL has this scale to where, uh, especially guys who are like third, fourth round draft picks. If you play above your draft position, you get a little bit of money from the NFL. Chris Godwin, a couple seasons, made more money from that 
adjustment bonus than he did in his rookie contract. Like that's how important yes. some of this stuff is. And, and again, it's, I believe it's called the player incentive pool. I, I can't it remember. Maybe. Yeah. I can't remember the exact title, exact but, name but that it. is out there. So these guys like, like they're Chase still out there Roulier, making money. For example, you know, you used Godwin and I remember that, but Chase Roulier, I believe it was last year. I could be wrong. Maybe it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Chase Roulier made it like almost an extra $600,000. Yeah. Um, so, so tell those guys that that's not, you know, important. And again, it's important not only for the now, but it's important for the foundation of negotiating long-term contracts, either as a free agent with another team or to stay in Washington. So that that's number one problem number. So I don't expect players quite honestly, uh, on this team specifically, but in general to want to not play on no. Sunday, just because they fear injury. That being said, David, I, I would just say this. I would be as careful as I possibly can be mm-hmm. if I'm Ron Rivera. Again, if Terry gets his 1,000 or whatever, maybe you have a plan to you know get him out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah, um, that, you know, And that's just, I don't want to go too far into this. But then the other question becomes, again, this is a meaningless game. Ron has hinted at potentially seeing Kyle Allen, having to evaluate him further. So this is my question. How do you deal with that if you're Ron Rivera in your eyes? Um, I think I think you go about the way that he kind of says he's going about it right now. You're going to start with one guy and you go in, you commit to that one guy as a starter because you don't want to go back and forth during the week of preparation. And you don't, again, you got wide receivers, you got running backs, you got linemen who also have to prepare for this thing. And they've always kind of got it in the back of their head, just like the backup quarterback is always preparing like he's starting. Everybody else also kind of has in their back of their mind that, look, I could be catching passes from this guy or I could be taking snaps uh, from this guy or something like that. So I think that what Ron is doing, so on Monday he said they're starting Taylor and they'll quote-unquote go from there. And I think that was the plan uh, against Philadelphia Eagles as well. And early on it started really, really well, and then it kind of fell off. I was a little surprised we didn't see Kyle in in the Philadelphia Eagles game. I kind of figured like late in the third quarter, maybe early fourth quarter, Kyle was probably going to come on the field. Didn't happen. I think they're going to have a faster hook for Taylor in this game. If things don't continue to run, I think if you have like a drive, if you have like two drives that kind of stall out due to some inaccurate passes or to holding the ball too long or making bad decisions, I think you'll see Kyle sooner in this game. One, because you've got a season's worth of tape on Taylor. Two, because you need to see what Kyle can do at least to a certain extent. You know what I mean? And and I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, even if you're winning, even if you score on your first four possessions, maybe you see Kyle in the second half anyway, because again, you know, Taylor's not one of these guys that's in the situation of necessarily getting a contract adjustment, all this other stuff. And at the quarterback position is a little bit different. You're not established like a guy like Terry McLaurin, like a guy like Jonathan Allen. People may not like it, but uh, there's a saying in the military, rank has its privileges. Well, it, it works in the NFL locker room too. If you're a star player, you have privileges that some other players don't necessarily have. So if I were Ron Rivera, I would play them each a half. Like I would just go that route. I would play Taylor the first half. I would play Kyle the second half just so I could see what Kyle Allen has in this Scott Turner offense. Yeah, I, I think that probably makes the most sense. Um, I, I, I got to be honest with you. Not that I think you can tell a whole lot about Kyle Allen in a meaningless game that maybe you don't already know, mm-hmm. but – I I've seen enough of Taylor Heineke. I know what yeah. he is. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and if we're going to play this, well, we're still evaluating who's going to be on the roster next year thing. And I think there's a more than reasonable chance that both will be. Um, 
you know, to me, I would just start Kyle Allen. That that's just me, but uh, I, I know I'm not going to win that war or that battle. It's nothing against Taylor Haneke. I just I I know what he is. It's about you know, it, it's about giving Kyle Allen just m- more than a quarter's worth of chance yeah. uh, because that's what he's played essentially this year in two mop-up games. Absolutely. And you know what? If Ron came out and said that on Monday, I wouldn't have had a problem with that aspect either. So my answer is kind of loaded because I already have Ron's answer for at least the beginning of the game. Right. But no, yeah, and, I mean, and, listen. And, I, and, and I understand, I understand yeah. that. I mean, obviously, Ron said what his intention is. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean we have to agree with it, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, look, Kyle Allen getting a full game would make a lot of sense because you want to see what both the guys have, and that will help you make your decision moving into the season, into the offseason, whether you're going to try to trade for a guy like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, if they're still available, or if you're going to go draft uh, a guy like the young man out of uh, Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, who, interestingly enough, CBS has the Washington football team taking Kenny Pickett with the ninth overall pick in their latest mock draft. We'll get plenty into mock drafts moving forward. There's going to be plenty of quarterback conversation. Like you said, Hawks, there's going to be plenty of logo conversation. We've got plenty of things coming to talk about in this offseason. And if you want to wager on the outcome of some of these conversations, you can do so with our friends over at betonline.ag because they've had you covered this entire holiday season through the college football bowls, through the pro football playoffs. Even though Washington's not playing, you could still be playing, and you can do it with BetOnline because they remain your number one spot for all your sports action this season. So head over to their website using your mobile device or your computer and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use a promo code locked on. If you don't want to bet on football, you just want to be a football fan and enjoy the game, you can bet on basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games, whatever you want. Don't wait. Take advantage of everything that Bet Online has available for you. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So take advantage of everything they've got going on. Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter, dharrison82 at russellmania621 at Pod is the show. We've been talking a little bit about how the team's going to move forward, and that's the situation we're in this final Week 18 game. It's just as much about the future of the franchise as it is about the one week that we have uh, to look out. So the conversation is going to be a little bit mixed up for the rest of the week, a little bit of a combination of draft stock and free agency and off season and the game at hand and, and who the players are and the coaches are currently right now. But eventually starting next week, we're going to get into a heavy dose of, I assume some free agent outlooks, some, uh, some mock drafts, Chris, but let's not leave week 17 behind just yet because there were some players and we talked about guys bolstering their resumes, showing this coaches that they deserve to be part of the future moving forward. There are some guys that made some some marks in week 17 despite the loss, and they get lost in the wash following a loss, especially a disappointing one like we saw against the Eagles. Yeah, and and let's start with Cole Holcomb. And Ron Rivera signaled him out uh, on Monday uh, as you know being a player that really impressed him. And, and David, it, look, it's easy to see just at the top of the statistics, right? If you didn't watch the game, oh, he had 11 tackles. That led the team. It was the type of tackles. It was the type of coverage. It was 
Um, you know, a, a couple of big plays, one third down stop. Now they did score a touchdown on the ensuing on the next play on fourth down, but Holcomb stopped the running back. Uh, I believe it was uh, maybe it was Boston Scott. Maybe it was Gainwell. I can't remember at the one yard line or one and a half yard line forcing a fourth down. Right. So to me, Cole Holcomb, who missed the previous game Sunday, uh, last Sunday, I should say against Dallas, while he's far, far, far from a perfect player, he has gotten better, I think, in pass coverage this year. He struggled early on. I think he's steadily improved. I think he's a pretty good tackler. I know he's a good athlete. I know he's smart. I know he's tough. I know he's relentless, and I think he's going to get better. Yeah, he's a ball player. Look, uh, the, the best defensive coordinator in the National Football League right now, uh, in my opinion, is Todd Bowles down there in Tampa Bay. Like, if if the Washington football team had a head coaching vacancy opening up, which I don't believe they will, um, I would love to see Washington hire a guy like Todd Bowles. I think Todd Bowles is going to have a very good run the second time around as a head coach versus uh, his first time around. And Todd has always said that there's when he's looking at draft prospects, free agents, guys in training camp, what have you, he he's looking for – Ball players and, and they kind of have this football face. He kind of it's just it's something he can't really quantify. It's not something he can teach you. It's something he says he just kind of looks at a dude and says, You're a ball player. Cole Holcomb is that guy. Like that is a football player. He he's a guy who's gonna do the dirty work. You want him to line up at safety, you want to line up at linebacker in the middle of the field, you want him to play over the over the nose. Whatever you want Cole Holcomb to do, he's going to do and he's gonna do with maximum effort. And as you mentioned, Chris, he's going to improve within that role throughout the rest of the season. And I think easily the most improved player on this roster, I have steadily become a Colt Holcomb guy looking forward to seeing him continue with this franchise as, as I believe uh, he will. And not for nothing, but he's such a good player, Chris, and such a good teammate that he gifted Jamin Davis his first career NFL sack. He did. And that's a perfect <laughs> lead in. Uh, now, listen, I'm not saying Jamin Davis is great by any means. He's got a long, long way to go. And there's a lot of criticism. I think he only played 13 snaps, but you mentioned that first career sack. Um, right. and, and that is something important to note. And he also had a big pressure that forced an incomplete mm -hmm. on third down. So he only played, I think, 13 snaps on Sunday, but give at least a little bit of credit. He's got a long way to go. But I thought Jamin Davis at least showed some, some signs of progress in his very, very limited snaps. Two other players that I just wanted to give a quick shout out to and get, you know, any thoughts that you might have. Kendall Fuller and Corn Elder. Uh, listen, without William Jackson the third, without Daryl Roberts, Elder is being asked to play much more. He had a nice third down knockaway, uh, kind of like leaping into the air. Kendall Fuller had several nice pass breakups and tough pass defense. Look, we're looking for silver linings in the rainbow here, right? And as we said on the previous edition, the immediate analysis edition, it wasn't the defense's fault why this team lost a 10th game on the year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as far as James Davis is concerned, like I, I don't know many people that are harder on first round draft picks than I am. Like I've got a, a very strong theory that if you draft a guy in the first round, you're drafting a starter. And the later you get into the first round, maybe it's a little bit later that he starts, but eventually this guy should be starting for your football team within the rookie season. Um, and, you know, obviously that didn't really happen for Jamie. I mean, he's got some starts, you know, credited to him or whatever, but he has not become kind of a full-fledged contributor to this defense the way that I would want a first-round draft pick to go. Now, I don't also, I'm not as quick as some other people are to pull the bust trigger either, because if you get 10 years of solid football out of Jamin Davis, 
that's a good draft pick. Maybe not as good as you wanted it to be or as good as it could have been. It wasn't Micah Parsons, got all that, but it's still a good contributor. And there's a reason the rookie wage scale is what it is. And it kind of limits the impact on the salary cap uh, that a rookie can have on a team because, you know, again, if you're, if you're paying, you know, hundred million dollars to Jamin Davis, and this is what you get out of him, that's going to torpedo your franchise. You're paying 19th overall draft pick salary to uh, Jamin Davis. It, it's not going to do as much or 17th. I think, right. It's not going to do uh, as much to a team as it, it could have been. So Jamin Davis continuing to get better. I don't think his, his future, Chris, honestly, is a Mike linebacker, but again, another year, an off season to learn and soak in those lessons is an opportunity for him to get better and grow and mature as a football player. Right. So we'll see how that goes. I like Kendall Fuller. I know he's had his moments. I'm happy to see him kind of finishing the season strong. We'll see how what you know what happens in this in this final season. And of course, anytime you can get a guy off the street and they contribute, you're always happy with it. So a shout out to Corn Elder. But I don't know Joey Sly is still going to be my favorite off the street signing of the season, even though he doesn't really count because he did play for NFL. You know what I mean? Like he played for NFL team right. before he landed in Washington. So he's not the total off the street signing, but. That's going to be my favorite midseason acquisition for 2021 anyway. He still qualifies, I think, as an off the street, (laughs) you know, or, or, you know, uh, it it, it matters all the same to me. All right. So there's a couple of guys that deserved a little shine that we didn't get to on the immediate analysis episode. We want to thank our pal Hogskins for weighing in on the voicemail line. If you guys want to get aboard, we would love to hear more from you, uh, especially essentially with the the essential part of the season now done 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577. What we're telling you is we ha- we'll have a little more time because there won't, there, there just isn't any consequential football left remaining on the schedule. We want to thank you for making the Lockdown Washington football team podcast your first listen of the day. Come on back. Uh, later on this week, David will have a crossover uh, edition with uh, Patricia Trainer, who's great. Uh, on the Giants. I'll have the next episode solo. We'll figure out something for you there. Uh, Now make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Uh, Check out David on SI.com's Fan Nation. And I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back later on in the week right here on the Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.